It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. That's right. I am the least woke man in America and leader of the Never Woke Nation. A group of people dedicated to fighting against the gunless, meatless, godless, genderless, free speechless, walking on eggshells nightmare we call Proghelia that the progressive woke left is fighting for in the United States of America. They're fighting hard and the fruits of it unfortunately are everywhere but also there are signs that people are fighting back and fighting back hard for what we traditionally call America. So of course as I mentioned in the last podcast if this is going to be a current events podcast if we're going to keep fighting against the woke left we have to have a podcast about abortion. <laughs> I mean it's not a subject I guess I should laugh so much about but my god you, you know what I'm talking about you look at those abortion rallies the left um, the way they act walking around in those costumes from a handmaid's tale um, can we all be honest when you look at those pro-choice rallies do seven or eight out of ten of those women look to you like the last thing they need to worry about is getting pregnant no no seriously seriously reminds me of the old poster remember the poster everybody had in college beer or was a beer or alcohol helping people ugly people have sex since 1920 or whatever it was i know i'm so mean on mother's day that's right it's mother's day by the way for all those women out there who decided to have the baby it's mother's day uh for the rest of them i don't know i guess there's the travel app on their phone i'm not sure but uh if you were blessed with a wonderful mother like i have been um you feel fortunate that you were born and raised correctly and hopefully you're one of the mothers who um, have the children, the four out of five that are showing up to the first day of their job. Because as I said in the last podcast, there's this new national phenomenon where one out of five people now no longer show up for their first day of work at their job. Uh, if you are a good parent and your kid is the one out of the five who's not showing up, I'm sorry, you might have tried your hardest, but sometimes culture has a huge effect on kids no matter how hard parents try but that's why we are here that's why we have this podcast that's why we are fighting proghelia that's why we are the never woke nation because culture matters doesn't mean you have to be some off the charts um, fundamentalist religious type doesn't mean you have to um, you know, want to create a theocracy? Does it mean you have to be a score at A plus as far as being a social conservative? None of that. But at least having decency, respect, understanding what this country was founded on, understanding what any healthy society is founded on. So it's Mother's Day. Um, now I want to do what we call the producer recap, where we know what people are busy during the week and raising families, working and stuff, and might have, again, heard snippets of what's going on with this abortion situation. And it is, it's a huge seismic deal. Well, let's start with how everybody found out about it. 
which is quite amazing to me. The United States Supreme Court has been deciding on this case, is in the process, was in the process of deliberating, I guess that's the word, on this case, among the justices and their clerks, and it leaked out of the Supreme Court um, what, what the view that they're leaning towards. It's not finalized yet, but the idea that they're leaning towards overturning Roe versus Wade, which we'll get into in a second, the true story, the non-hysterical version of that story. So um, it leaks, which is terrible. Okay, a leak out of the Supreme Court is terrible. And I'll tell you why. Well, it's it, it's just one more sign of, it goes along with what I was talking about the last podcast, as far as uh, whether it's the guy who stole the beer for three times in one day, whether it's one out of five people not showing up for their first day of work. It's just a just abject lack of respect. Um, whoever did it, probably a leftist, did it to get it out in the public and really to intimidate and now have put in the lives of Supreme Court justices at risk because let's be honest the people people who really can look at a sonogram and see a baby and don't care if it lives do you think they care if some especially some old white male conservative judge lives shaky territory if you ask me so it leaks and i have to say with the leak situation uh there's one part that i think everybody's missing do you remember during the trump era and during russia 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 we were told repeatedly that um, one of the problems with Trump is, well, one of the many problems is that our sacred institutions are at risk. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my microphone. So these are sacred institutions, all of our sacred institutions that Trump and his really disrespect for democracy are undermining. Well, wait a second. Um, you could include the FBI, the CIA, the Justice Department as sacred institutions, right? So those were all the, uh, the FBI and CNA helped spy on Trump's campaign via the Obama administration. And now you could add the Supreme Court to a list of our precious institutions that Donald Trump put at risk. Um, you could add the Supreme Court to one of those institutions that has now been tainted by the radical left with this Supreme Court leak, which even left or wing people have said is a, um, a, a huge deal. It might have never happened before. So this is really unbelievable that this leak took place. But it did took place, so here we are. So the leak shows the justices are leaning towards outlawing Roe versus Wade. And then all hell bros breaks loose. We're back to theocracy. We're back to coat hangers. We got hand you know, the idiots dressed up like Handmaid's Tale walking around. Um, a conservative, religious, Christian theocracy has taken hold, and it's going to be hell on earth. So, uh, I mean, it is just, you know, you, you could just picture, uh, you know, it's almost like, you know, they see the red states, blue states, the southern states, more conservative Bible battle. Now, you know, that Hillary and uh, Pelosi, Kristen Gillibrand, the rest of the goof trope, they're getting ready to create like the abortion underground railroad. Remember Harriet Tubman with the underground railroad leading the slaves to the north? Can't you just see Hillary and Pelosi with the lanterns in front of them? A bunch of poor pregnant women, barefooted, leading them to the northeast where they can kill the baby. So... Okay, <laughs> but really, seriously, it, it, it's out of control. And here's, like I said, the podcast. Let's break it down to three numbers. Let's take the hysteria, package it up in a nice little package, put, set it over here, 
and really think about what's going on here. So the law, the Supreme Court of the United States is not on the verge of outlawing abortions. And I got to make this clear to you because, you know, you might listen to this podcast and you might know in your group of friends, family, okay, within them, people who listen and, you know, complete left-wing wing-wongs who really aren't even worth talking to. You know, I always talk about the containment strategy. You contain them to 30% of the population. This country is fine because you win so many elections that all the crazy stuff they believe never really gets enacted in the law anyway. But so the more reasonable people, if this stuff comes up, I know it's a touchy subject, but the bottom line is the Supreme Court is sending this back to the states. It's sending it back to the states. So state legislatures will decide on the parameters of abortion. And um, that you'd think the left would be happy about that because we've been told that uh, you know abortion is just like a benign medical procedure. It's part of women's health issues. So, I mean, you know, it's just a clump of cells, like a spleen, a spleen, an appendix, tonsils. They just yank it out. Why does the U.S. federal government have to be involved in that if they're not involved in a spleen or appendix or tonsils being pulled out? So it goes back to the states, and that's what's going to take place here. So the first number is 14. The Mississippi law that went that started all this. It went to a uh, circuit court where it was overruled. Then they appealed to the Supreme Court, and that's where all this started. I heard this winter all hell was going to break loose uh, this summer because, again, there was a leak. But So we found out about this was early May this week. We were supposed to find out about it in June. That's when they were going to decide. And I'd heard this winter, this, you know, there was a shitstorm, excuse my French, coming with this. So... The case stems from a 2018 Mississippi law banning abortions after 15 weeks. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 15th Circuit struck down the law, finding it ran afoul of the right to an abortion before fetal visibility. Mississippi appealed that decision, and the Supreme Court announced it would hear the case in May 2021. This is from the Clarion Ledger. I'll post the link on the big feed. So the point is, like I said, the first number is four, or excuse me, 15, not 14, 15. Okay. Here's the dirty secret about the 15-week abortion uh, cutoff, or whatever you want to call it. That number, as far as not allowing people to have abortion after 15 weeks, so what's that, roughly four months, is supported by 48% of the country. Not 48% of Montana, Idaho, and Alabama. 48% of the country support the abortion law in one of the most conservative states in the country, all right? So what's most likely to happen, let's play this out rationally. Again, we're setting the hysteria aside. This is all going to go back, you know, Roe versus Wade, let's assume it gets plays out like we're seeing, where the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe versus Wade, um, and it goes back to the states, some states obviously more conservative about others. I mean, in the blue states, it's going to be the hedonistic free-for-all they've, they have had a passion for since the 1960s. Just why stop even at birth? Why stop a day after birth? Why stop six months after birth? Just kill them all off. It's fine. New York, Vermont, um, you know, California, the normal high-tax shrinking population, low, low economic growth, uh, Pragahelia states. You can do whatever you want with the babies. I mean, like biblical times, just start a fire and throw them in it. So the um, 
<laughs> but anyway, um, they're going to be able to do whatever they want. Now, again, here's what I really think is going to happen in the more conservative states. Because there's this idea in the Northeast, especially, you know, in the Ivy Leagues and the, whether the education established, the media establishment, like the southern states are like these like theocracies, like the Christian version of Saudi Arabia, right? So where there's not going to be any abortions and blah, blah, blah. I think everybody's going to end up being disappointed, to be honest with you. I think what's going to happen is you will have Republican primaries. Um, you'll have Republican primaries within you know, for state legislators, state senate in different states. There will be one candidate uh, who supports you know no abortion, period. Uh, as soon as it, it, conception takes place, even with rape, incest, the life of the mother at danger, just very extreme abortion. And some of them might win in the primaries, but most of them won't, okay? And then even if they do win the... And some of them won't even, might even win the general election seat. But the bottom line is you're not going to end up with a bunch of state houses and a bunch of governors in red states that support the most uh, draconian abortion laws everybody, anybody's ever heard of before. It's not going to happen. And so extreme conservative people who support that are going to be disappointed and the left-wing people who have created this vision of that taking place. And because of that, they need the Underground Railroad where they can walk pregnant women and bust them up to the liberated states where there's going to be like abortion clinics right along the border. That's not going to happen either. So 14 and 48, right? 14 and 48. So, I mean, look at... And then there's this idea that like there's going to be a mass exodus to the blue states. There's only one war city you need to know about that discounts all that. Austin, Texas. You can't buy a house there. I mean, everyone is moving there. The population has exploded. Guess what state has off-the-charts restrictive abortion laws? Texas, okay? They decided... Unlike the very smart high-income blue states where income inequality is rampant, despite you know the likes of uh, you know Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and blah blah blah, economic growth is more important than killing babies. So Texas um, has uh, very restrictive abortion measures. Their capital, Austin, yes, it's more progressive, but doesn't matter. The city doesn't create abortion laws; the state does, and the population is exploding. Idaho. Population exploding, conservative state. Montana, conservative state. Population exploding, people leaving California, and they have strict abortion laws. Wherever there is strict abortion laws, for the most part, Georgia. Georgia has strict abortion laws. Florida. Florida is not as strict as everybody else, but it's not a free-for-all. Like the heathen states, population is growing. So, and the other thing is, there's this idea, well, um, you know, uh, well... Most, 70% of all abortions are black. So now if you outlaw abortions, the black population will explode and the whole state will become democratic. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, well, how come, you know, in most of the Bible Belt states, abortions are more restricted. Um, there is a huge black population in all of them. Most of the black people in those states vote democratic. Yet those are some of the most conservative Republican states in the country. So again... You package up the Handmaid's Tale, the purple hair, set them in a Rachel Maddow, Elizabeth Warren at an absolute meltdown. I'm sure it's great for her fundraising and gets the nuts and bolts. It's a whole different story. 
Third number, 8%, our inflation rate. Here's how this works in the real world, all right? There are, of course, thousands of just vicious, vicious, sociopathic, pro-choice, eat, live, breathe, abortion women. They are like the Proghelia. They are the like the nobles' wives in Long Island, New Jersey, California. As we speak, I'm sure there's rallies being planned, and they are on Planned Parenthood sites and pumping as much money as they can, and they're going to teach guys who look like me a lesson and blah, 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 blah. Even though I, I think I'm fine, they might be the one who's a little off. Um, so, but the problem is, those big abortion mamas who write the big checks, they don't, they're insulated from this thing called inflation. All right, so there are millions of middle class, upper middle class women in this country who are raising families, trying to do the right thing, grocery prices, even despite the adjustments that are in the work. This inflation thing, I'm going to do, we're going to do a podcast on inflation this week, is not even close to under control. I'm not saying that because I don't like Biden. I'm not saying that because I'm a Republican who wants to see Biden fail. It's a mathematical economic reality. This abortion, or excuse me, inflation situation in this country is not under control at all. I mean, if you want to live in the CNBC, Jim Cramer, Aaron Sorkin, uh, Biden worshiping bubble and medicate yourself with that, that's fine. But the real people who have real money, who have been right in the past, will tell you this is not under control. So the point is, uh, we're, we're in early November, uh, excuse me, early May now, the election's six months away, abortion, uh, I keep saying Freudian slip, inflation will not be under control. All right? So big hedge fund owners' wives and billionaires' wives will be all revved up. And, you know, people, maybe even women who had social services were more insulated from reality. But for the most part, there is many women out there. They might promote, you know, support six-month abortion, which is kind of creepy. But then this abortion, and they might get wrong information, which we're trying to prevent to think that, you know, we're going back into, as my buddy's uncle, aunt said during the one uh, 2012 election, the Republicans are going to sew my vagina shut. Mitt Romney wants to sew my vagina shut. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's that's why it's so important. Well, it's right-wing podcast. You think right-wing news and much. I know a lot of you don't care for Fox News. There's other options now to get the message out. That's the stuff they believe. So um, again, middle-class people, we go into this summer are going to have to cut back on vacations, going out to eat. I really think in the northeastern, midwestern states, because, you know, summer is a huge deal because it's so cold in the winter, people are going to have like a sledgehammer hit them as far as, you know, taking their RV somewhere or taking their boat some, go somewhere with the gas prices. And, um, and they work hard all week and they're self-reliant and have self-respect. And, and the left does not know how much a stern finger in the face uh, lecture on carbon emissions and CO2 and how awful they are works on self-reliant people who do the good, right thing. They're not dominated by self-hatred like the left is. So um, so I really think it's going to hit this summer and you go into elections and this idea that it's a law that 48% of the general public supports in an inflationary environment when the, the, when the real story, it's all going back to the states um, you know, it, it, it just, it's so misleading. It will help with democratic fundraising. You know, if, uh, conservatives don't go out there and like, you know, support conservative politicians 
who finally made this happen after 20 or 30, 40, 50 years of fighting for it, then shame on them. Uh, it's the type of thing, well, we got what we want, we got what we want, now let's all sit home. So that's it. You know, 14, 48, and 8. 14 weeks, 48% of the population supports it, and we have an 8% inflation rate. So connect the dots on that. And again, it's a special day. It's Mother's Day. For those of you who gave birth, you know, there's a spiritual spectrum in the universe with Howard Stern and Jane Fonda on one end and Jesus Christ on the other. You decided to take the good route and, you know, enjoy your day with your children. This is, um, this is an important subject, and I'm really glad that we covered it. Until next time, I am the least woke man in America. Keep fighting on. Never woke nation.